What if I gave you a way to 3x, 5x, 10x your fundraising this year? Starting this month, I'm opening up my fundraising accelerator program to coach you to be the fearless, effective fundraiser that your organization needs you to be. In this accelerator, you'll work with me and a small cohort for seven weeks starting in February to organize and laser focus your fundraising efforts for results. The cohort is limited to 20 participants, so apply today at riawong.com. That's R-H-E-A-W-O-N-G.com. Because your nonprofit isn't here to just survive, it's here to thrive. Again, that's riawong.com to apply today. Welcome to Nonprofit Lowdown. I'm your host, Ria Wong. Hey folks, it's Ria Wong here with you once again with Nonprofit Lowdown. Today is a solo show. I haven't done one in quite a while, but I feel like I wanted to do one because I have a little bit of a bee in my bonnet that I wanted to talk about, which is about money. So (laughs) for those of you who have followed anything that I've done, you know that I have a lot of opinions about money. Specifically, I have opinions about the scarcity mindset that is so deeply embedded in the nonprofit culture. So I think automatically when we think about nonprofit folks, we think poor, like we're coming from this knee-jerk reaction of, I can't afford that. And one thing that I've been thinking about recently is what our resources and our assets are. And I have to tell you, when we think about our most valuable resources, it's not actually money. I think we all think it is money. It's not money. It's time. Money is renewable. We can always find more money in the world. I mean, they're literally printing up an infinite amount of money at the treasury right now. So it's never about money. It's actually about time. And I think that is a problem because especially as busy executive directors, We are really careless with our time, and we're more careless with our time than we are about our money. So I look, I've been there as an ED. I get it. You're over there scrutinizing your bottom line. You're doing your quarterly forecast. You're watching every penny. You know, I used to stand over people and be like, do you really need to use that many paper clips? Like, I totally get that. But The other thing that I did as an ED, and maybe you can relate to this, is I was not really careful about my time. And so I would take meetings that I frankly had no business taking. I would do stuff because it saved a little bit of money. So instead of hiring, say, a graphic designer to do something, I was getting on Canva and doing it myself. Well, frankly, the hour I spent doing the logo or graphic design, because I am not a graphic designer meant that that was an hour less that I was spending on doing something that was more valuable to the organization, namely fundraising, than delegating this off to somebody else who frankly would have done a better job and probably would have looked better. So I just really want us to think about in 2021 how it is we are spending both our time and our money and realizing that time is actually more valuable than money. The other knee-jerk thing that I want to point out is that we are so often in this space of saying, like, I'm so busy, right? Like, I'm so busy. I think it's because we've equated busyness with being valuable or valued. And 
I think we speak our reality into existence. And so the next time someone asks you how you're doing, I really want you to stop and think about not saying, oh, I'm so busy or, oh, you know how it is. It's so crazy. That's the other thing that I used to, oh, you know, everything is so crazy. What that then meant was that things were crazy and that I was so busy. And in fact, if I had really taken a step back to look at my time and where I was spending my time, the truth was I was spending my time doing a lot of pretty useless and not that productive thing, such as meetings that I should not have been in, looking at, you know, designing PowerPoints when I easily could have found somebody else to do it. And the truth is I was spending all of my time doing these non-productive things because I was scared or anxious about doing the things I didn't know how to do, the things that seemed a lot more high stakes like fundraising, like dealing with the board, like developing external relationships with organizations and partners that could move the organization forward. And so it was a really good excuse for me like, well, I'm just too busy to do that because I was busy doing dumb things that I really should not have been doing in the first place. So that's just one little ranty rant I've got. The other rant that I have is about how in our sector, we somehow have not really absorbed the message that it takes money to make money. And I say that because in the for-profit sector, I think everybody knows it takes money to make money. In our sector, I think because we're coming from such a deep scarcity mindset about money and time, but also about money, is that we are unwilling to pay for things that would push us forward quicker. So just one example, as you, some of you, maybe all of you know, I am starting this group coaching program for fundraising. The stuff that I am teaching, I have learned over 15 years of building a very successful nonprofit organization. Now, I've spoken to a couple folks who feel like they can't afford to be part of the program. The truth is it's never about the money. It's about the commitment that you're willing to make to invest in your organization and to invest in your skills. And especially women, I will say, we're so reluctant to make that commitment to invest in ourselves. And so if, for example, there's some amount of money that would save you years of trial and error to get your nonprofit fundraising to a certain point, would it not be an effective use of the money in order to save time? And I think we need to really think about that calculus, especially because I think there's a big difference between an expense and an investment. So an expense is something that there is no ROI, right? Like if I'm spending money on, I don't know, paper or computer, I mean, I guess there's an ROI on computers, but anyway, the point is like, Let's say you're buying snacks for kids. Like that is a consumable that you will never get back in terms of a monetary return. If, however, you're spending time on investing in your own education, in investing in your own skills development, especially when it comes to something like fundraising, you should expect to get an ROI on that investment. And so to me, that just becomes a no-brainer, which is if you invest X and do the work, by the way, so it's not just about consuming the content, but also putting those strategies to work. And it then allows you to, to raise 
more money, 3x, 5x, 10x more, then it is a good investment. So when people say that they don't have the money, it's either one of two things. Either one, you believe that the person you're talking to is not able to deliver the value, which is one problem. And then the second problem is that you, <laughs> that it's a failure of imagination and a failure to really understand what the money is actually going towards. And the money is actually going towards saving you time and energy. So I think as a sector we and as individuals, we really need to start changing our relationship to money to get out of this sort of scarcity mindset, which is actually why I spend so much time in my program as a module on money mindset. Because at the end of the day, and I say this a lot, 80% of successful fundraising is about your mindset. It's about deciding where you want to go and you'll figure out how to get there. The how is not the issue. The issue is what in getting super clear about the commitment and the direction of where you want to go. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts around personal development, and one that I have really enjoyed is this idea of you are where your attention is. So let me say that one more time. You are where your attention is. Simply put, that means wherever your attention and energy is, is where the outcomes will go. So I've not talked about this before, but I will say that I, when I was raising just a little over a million dollars for my nonprofit. I had, I would say, a very messed up relationship with money. It was very much coming from this scarcity mindset and, and kind of white knuckling my way through all of my asks and, and sweating every single year and sweating every single quarter and looking at the my QuickBooks account every every week and like wondering where the money was coming from. Around a million and a half I was able to really switch my mindset about money and just believe that there was enough money out there and that I was actually the one who was putting up the emotional and mental blocks that were keeping the money from coming to the organization. And so I will say from $2 million to $3 million, I actually didn't do anything differently in terms of my fundraising. I didn't even spend more time on my fundraising. I simply just changed my mindset about money and it really shifted everything in the organization, shifted everything in the board and among my funders because I think that they could tell that I was different. My energy about money was different. Now, the shifting of my energy about money didn't happen by accident, right? Like I had to be intentional and conscious about my thoughts about money and to be totally honest with you, it's a daily struggle. I still really think about how to be intentional about my thoughts with respect to money. And so some of the things that I've done over the last year is I have a meditation focused on abundance every morning for the last, I would say the last year. I have clear messages that I put to myself that I meditate and reflect on about abundance and not scarcity. But the point is where your attention goes, the energy flows. So if I'm focused on my nonprofit about 
how much money we don't have and I'm so stressed out about money or I'm so busy or whatever. Guess what happens? Your reality reflects that which you focus on. Conversely, if you are actually focused on abundance, if you're focused on clarity, if you're focused on a healthy relationship with money and with time, then I think you start to see some significant results. And let me just say the last piece about time is when you say that you don't have time for something, I have to say that I think it's BS. We all have time to do the things. When you say you don't have time for something, what you're actually saying is that you don't prioritize it. And that's fine. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Let's be real about that. But you literally have the time if you make the time. And I think by saying you don't have the time or you don't have the money are cop-outs. When you say you don't have the time, I want you to look at every minute of the day that you are awake and not awake. And count up all of the time that you're on watching Netflix, count up all the time you're reading emails or doom scrolling, count up all of the minutes of the day that you could be waking up a little bit earlier to get stuff done. So again, I don't really buy it when you say that you don't have time or you don't have money. And I think we just need to stop telling ourselves that story and just get real with ourselves and say that, look, if I say that I don't have time, what I actually mean is I I have not made that a priority. It is not a priority for me. If I say that I don't have the money, it's because I am not willing to make the commitment to find the money. So if I could wrap this whole little rant of mine up, it's to say that I think we are powerful beyond our greatest imaginings and that it's really about training our mind and training our energy and training our intention to focus on the things that we want as opposed to focusing on the things that we don't want. I can't even tell you, there's so many examples in my life from big to small where I spent so much time obsessing about all the things that could go wrong and all the things that I don't want to have happen and not enough time on the things that I do want to have happen or all of the things that I could make happen. And I think when we are living in the space of possibility and optimism and abundance, that's when we really see magic happen. So that's it. Rant over. I'd love to hear what y'all think about this. If it resonates with any of you, I would love to know. Shoot me an email or put it in the podcast comments. And I heard from some of you, and I really, really appreciate your listening. If you have listened to Nonprofit Lowdown you enjoy it. I'd love if you could write me a review on Apple Podcast and share it with your folks because it just helps with listenership. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. Bye.